When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. And welcome back to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford, coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our fantastic shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. Put them together. You got hang 10 there, bro. That's right. Give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture twice a week, right there for you, wherever you get your podcasts and on radio stations worldwide. Plus, also as well, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Please go ahead and talk to Ox1947, aka Joe Sorrell, and all the great folks right there for you at lakersball.com plus also as well the great folks at lakerholics.com please be part of the conversation today and check out laker toms and jamie sweet's latest articles today on the new coaching change and so much more right there at lakerholics.com plus our good friends at the hoop heads podcast network which still does a great job even in the postseason even as things are starting to slow down in the nba they're still going at it with several podcasts right there for you from all sorts of the NBA world right there for you at hoopheadspod.com. And if you can support all of those great ventures, it is sincerely appreciated. And big shout out again to our YouTube followers who even on a semi-break for us, so to speak, has been still supporting us, giving great comments, asking great questions. So we truly appreciate you doing that. And in fact, next week, Laker Tom and I, I'm going to drop an episode that we did covering some of your latest thoughts around the world of Lakerland, both on Lakerholics.com and on YouTube as, for, as well, those great commenters we have there. So thank you so much for supporting us indeed. But I am here on vacation. Everything was going fine. We had just recorded an episode. I was already in flight. And wouldn't you know... The Lakers decided to go ahead and get a coach when I'm already out of town, out of the studio and all that. But you know what? We decided to go ahead after a few days and say we molded over. And with the NBA Finals also on the way, we thought, let's go ahead and talk about Darvin Ham and the NBA Finals because Darvin Ham signed a four-year contract with the Lakers. Is that enough 
is he the right coach? Should they have waited for Quinn Snyder? Because his situation in Utah is becoming a little bit precarious if you see the ESPN reports. But here today to talk about both of those subjects. But first off, Darvin Ham as the next Lakers coach. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out, like I said earlier, his latest article right there for you at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. What parts of the screen I can see of you? You look good, my friend. Truly appreciate you joining us. I am unmuting your mic. Your mic is still muted, but if you, when you unmute your mic, you can go ahead and let us know your thoughts on Darvin Ham being named the new Lakers coach. I think I'm more excited for Darvin Ham being the Lakers coach than I could any Lakers coach that I can remember. I know I was pretty excited when Mike D'Antoni first came around, but um, there have been so many disappointments and so many second choices or odd choices by the Lakers that um, it's really it's really such a pleasure to see them make a move, hire somebody who's almost unanimous, universally uh, respected and admired and... Um, and I think it says a lot about where the Lakers are going. Um, Darvin Ham may be the most important move that the Lakers make this summer. And it may be a move that resonates far beyond this summer. Um, I can't remember when the Lakers made a coaching move where there wasn't a lot of criticism. Think about it. You know, all the way back, the Lakers coaching choices have been, oh, really? That's who we're getting? I mean, and and now you got a guy like this. And then, then when I think about a couple of the things that you notice that two of the guys, two of the guys they interviewed were assistants with the Milwaukee Bucks. That tells me something when you think about it that is very... I think positive for the Lakers coaching search and the strategies and the reasons that they put things together, because if there's a team out there, a successful team that has the same challenges offensively that the Lakers do, which is getting spacing for their superstar, you know, to prevent teams from clogging the paint and keeping them out of there. It's the bucks with Giannis. And I think that that's why they look the two guys with the Bucks because number one, they play the same defense as the Lakers play. Basically, it's it's pick and roll, drop coverage. You know, the center is not going to let anybody get behind them. Doesn't matter how how good the guy is in the mid range, the center is going to keep backing up. Um, and they play a five out offense that creates spacing for Giannis. That is spacing that I think they want to see the Lakers. They want to see him create for the Lakers. Um, so I think that's a great sign. I think it says a couple of other things. Number one, um, I don't think that there's any way that the Lakers want to try to ha try to have a rookie head coach who's learning how to be a head coach also try to rehabilitate Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. I don't think that makes any sense. I think the fact that they, I think that the fact that they they hired Darvin Ham pretty well shuts the door on the idea that Russell Westbrook is really going to come back. Um, 
I think Ham probably had a great answer. I mean, and and maybe maybe I ought to be shocked that anything can happen in the NBA. So I suppose we could come out tomorrow with an article that that the reason that the Lakers hired Darvin Ham is because he had this solution for Russell Westbrook, and the Lakers are really going to do it. I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, I would bet money that Darvin Ham at some point in his interview told the Lakers that if you really want to get spacing like we did around Giannis for LeBron and AD, the last thing you want is Russell Westbrook. For Christ's sakes, really, think about it. Um, so I'm real happy with the choice uh, of Darvin Ham. Um, I love that they made the decision with a month ago before we really hit free agency because I think he's going to have a big voice. And, man, we're a team who needs somebody who's got a vision, somebody who can inspire people, somebody who's got some charisma and bang, and Darvin is the guy. So um, bravo, Lakers, good choice. Uh, I'm looking forward to Darvin changing how the Lakers play offense. I'm looking for them changing how they hold everybody accountable to play defense. And I'm looking for him to have a big impact in who we really actually go after in free agency and in trades. Well, there you go, indeed. But also here today is a good man, indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out at LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947. It's Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here. Aloha, brother. How you doing? Good good to see you, my friend. Mahalo for joining us. Appreciating. But everything going on with the Lakers right now, Darvin Ham has been named coach. I think that Darvin Ham uh, is a good choice, really, really good choice. I'm glad that they didn't wait for Quinn Snyder because that drama looks like it's being played out. Nobody knows how it's going to finish out yet, whether or not he's going to be let go, whether or not he's going to quit, whether or not he's going to be fired with one season left. We don't know how that's going to end, but that drama seems to be continuing out as we speak. But when it comes to Darvin Ham, I think it's a really solid choice. I look forward to seeing what he can do with the Lakers once they get a real team around him because of the fact right now the pieces are still incomplete. But your thoughts on Darvin Ham being named the Lakers coach? I'm indifferent at the moment. I'm going to have to see his skill set, hopefully with the tools that he wants. How often do first-time coaches get a chance to coach LeBron James and Anthony Davis? So I'd say you're starting out pretty well. And now you just have to make sure that those guys are healthy. I don't know how you can do that other than luck or your third trainer <laughs> in the last, what, three years? Uh, there's no doubt that Westbrook has to be a non-Laker come opening night. However, that needs to get done. Uh, I was talking to Tom about this before you came back off air. Um, it, it's looking like they're going to have to give up some draft collateral. You just want to protect it from the, I would, I would say at least top five. So whatever you get for Westbrook to me is a win, regardless of who it is, just because Russell Westbrook, unfortunately is an infection that needs to be eliminated. And whatever you bring back from Certain trade speculations, I, I just don't think there's going to be an infection there. Now, I did think about something, and I know that there's sort of been some talk, but 
not really kind of too detailed. Uh, would the Lakers, if Brooklyn decided not to take on Kyrie Irving, could there be something there? I initially said no with my instincts. And then I had a friend of mine who said, what are you, crazy? Kyrie wants to come to L.A. Kyrie wants to make amends with LeBron. Kyrie, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, if they're playing all year, would be pretty formidable. So I sort of started kind of going, okay, you're getting me back online on that. But then at the same time, one little hitch, and we're probably back to talking about how terrible it was a, it was to get a third star, right? So that's it. I, I At this point, I, I try to avoid reading too much of the crazy trades, It's at least for right now. A lot of that is because most of it is BS. The other is I don't want to support nonsense and clickbaits, which this time of year there are. I, I want to try to keep some common sense here. As outlandish as it would be to go 1-1 with <laughs> for Kyrie Irving, uh, that seems to be a little bit more realistic to some of the trade scenarios that I've read. Uh, but in the end, I think if I had to put my money on something, uh, it's going to come down to the same thing. People are going to acquire Russell Westbrook with some draft capital to eliminate their multi-year contracts to likely injured players and or players that they don't want to pay beyond 2023. This is a... I, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to trade Russell Westbrook. People will trade for him because of money. The talk of him staying is also something I'm not going to buy if I'm the other 29 GMs. I mean, I'm just not going to feel that you're trying to tell me something to kind of sway me somewhere. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it just wouldn't work. I, 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 I'm not going to test the intelligence of all 29 GMs, but I know I'm not buying it, and I'm just some schmo in Temecula. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what would the, what they would need to say that. Why? Why would they say that? Are Are they hoping that one of the 29 are gullible to believe it? I hope not. Maybe they're trying to make Westbrook feel better. I don't know. I really don't really care at this point. All I care about is. Let's get this. That, you know, according to reports, they're asking, you know, when they interview the coaches, including Darvin Ham, you know, and Laker Tom, I know you heard saw the rumors too that they're they're approaching this on all sides and with telling the Darvin Hams and the, you know, also the Terry Stotts when they interviewed him twice, that there could be a real possibility that they keep Russell Westbrook in some capacity come the here's, start of the season. Here's my here's my assumption. My assumption is it's the worst case scenario which that makes sense a little bit just because you're just, hey, what if by some chance no one wants him, That which there is a chance. There could be a chance that there's a team that's like, look, I don't care how much how much we got to pay Brogdon or Heald or Miles Turner. We're not bringing that guy over here. There, there is that factor. So for, for, for them to say that for that reason, meaning – there may be a possibility that 29 teams will say absolutely not. Absolutely, that he might come back. 
The problem for us there is if Russell Westbrook is a Laker opening night, kiss, championship, goodbye. There will not be a mistake twice. I would I would say that that would be the expectation. I don't care if like, they, I, could, I keep, they could sit him. They could sit him and wait until the trade. They don't have the. They don't have the. Well, Darvin Ham is going to have to pull out. I don't think he's going to play, but he could be a Laker. He claws forty seven million dollars. They're not. They're not going to. They're not going to wave and stretch him. And then let's say they, there's not a trade that they're willing to make. That would be the worst move if they yeah. Yeah. no no stretching if they want to buy him out just get him off the team or yeah, keep just, him on the just bench wait just wait to the trade deadline at the trade deadline people will pick him up for a half a year he can't play if they do that he, he can't he play back, you don't make yeah. him play but listen all of the teams that are looking to trade for him every team that I've looked at every deal that I've looked at for a trade whether it's the Pacers the Rockets the uh, they're all going to buy him out. <laughs> no, none of them want him to play. It's just, if he, he just wants the contract. But if he does get stuck, if he does get stuck with us until the trade deadline. We'll do the same thing. We'll buy him well, out. Joe's mentioning, Joe's mentioning that you have to attach draft picks right now during the summer if you try to trade him. You don't have to attach any have to draft have to trade deadline. No, no. You don't. And that, that I think we can all agree on, that if we are stuck with yeah. him to the trade deadline, there's going to be teams that are going to be very interested in getting that money off the books and will actually give the Lakers, you know, and you'll see the swing. People will see the swing from what it is to the summer to it's what only it has his contract because he's only playing half the year. So you're, you're, also, you're also hoping, you're also hoping during this off season that you can possibly acquire some talent. You have to, re- you have to see if you can do that. Well, you, yeah. you can, it's kind of funny. I mean, everybody's thinking that, First, if you trade Westbrook, and then let's say you got Horton Tucker, and maybe none, you're going to get something. Maybe you get one guy for him. So you got three guys from trades. But if you hard cap yourself, not only are you looking at people who are under contract with other teams that you can add, but you can look at free agents that you can add. And free agents that you can add, you'll have $14.5 million, $14. million in in MLE and BAE that you can add two or three players. And these would be not players that have bad contracts or are injury prone, but young guys who like Malik Monk, their team can't match the salaries that we might be able to pay them. And so you could get up, you can pick up two or three young, good players there. And then lastly, you can take Horton Tucker and so forth and, and you can do a sign and trade. You can trade him for some of these free agents because if you're hard capped, you can do sign in trades and receive a player. Otherwise, you can only send out a player in a sign in trade. So the Lakers, Lakers have a whole route. And in many ways, you hear this talk that LeBron was interviewed. And he's talking about we need younger legs to finish games. We need younger players who can play defense. Well, the way you get those is going to be in free agency. It's going to be through sign in trades and through the MLE and through the BAE. That's how you'll get a guy like Isaac, uh, like Isaac Hartenstein, or you'll pick up a Gary Payton the second, or Otto Porter Jr., or or whoever. You're, there's a whole bunch of guys out there that are free agents that we we don't have cap space to get, but we can use an exception, and we can use a sign and trade to get them. 
So there's some good opportunities for the Lakers. Hardenstein, just to let you know, Tom, is being talked about by everybody at this point. I think it's going to get you like a three or four year deal with 30 or 40 million dollars. It's possible. It's possible. This this might be priced beyond the range of what the Lakers can currently afford. Someone's going to pay him 30 million a year? That's what they're talking about. I I would offer him 40 million over four years. By more than one source. So, yeah. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Still so much to talk about. We want to hear your comments out there, wherever you get your podcast, and also as well, wherever you see this video, YouTube, Facebook, what have you. If you have thoughts on Darvin Ham as the new coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, interrupting my vacation, I don't think he does well, but I because I wish him the best of luck because I, I think he's an actually a pretty good hire. I think he's someone that LeBron can respect because of how much he played in the league as a journeyman for several years, someone who like I said, uh, you know, has all the credibility in the world, not only with the time with the Lakers, which, you know, Laker Tom has told you that the nepotism seems to run wild because he does have that one year of Lakers coaching, uh, I guess, with him. So I guess that qualifies for some reason. I think they could probably, you know, what if, what if he didn't assistant coach for one year with the Lakers? Would he still have been hired? I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but, you know, we can't. Uh, he never been a head coach before and they still hired him. Yeah, well, that's again. Not he, only not only that, he's, he's got that really one year. He's got that one year of assistant coach of the Lakers. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, he's part of that Laker family. Got to have he's that. A, he's a player development coach, which is an odd hire, also for a team with, filled with veterans or that expects to be. Well, filled. but you got the track record there, obviously, with the championship with Milwaukee yeah. working. So he's a, he's a good fit because yeah. what he did for Milwaukee is what he's going to need to do for the Lakers. I've heard him several times in interviews. I've seen him play. I, I, he's that that every man that you see that was playing in the league, that journeyman that, again, you see very successful as a coach. There's so many of them, Scott Brooks. There's there's so many of these, these journeyman players that become really good coaches in the league, and I think Darvin Ham will be no exception, provided he gets enough talent around them. But then that's the next step. The next step is what is can be built for the summer and for long-term with this team. So we'll see how that part works out. And of course, we'll keep updating you right here at the Lakers fast break on that. But before we head on out, the NBA finals are here. The Golden State Warriors and the dreaded Boston Celtics boo, are going to be playing. And the Celtics have not have lucked out not once, but twice so far in recent rounds. Can their luck hold out one more time? We'll go ahead and see, but the matchup is there with the Boston Celtics' wanted defense. And you know what? All jokes aside, their defense has really, at times, been really suffocating. And the Golden State Warriors have been number two ranked defense, so hopefully they can go ahead and provide a little bit more on offense than a injured Miami team and a injured Milwaukee team can go ahead and throw up against them. So, Joe, I will send it over to you first. It's the NBA Finals. It does not include the Lakers, unfortunately, but it does include the chance that Boston could surpass the Lakers. 
I'm going to say out now, out right now, out loud that uh, my heart has the Golden State Warriors in seven, but my head is leaning again, fortunately, against uh, you know with the Celtics in six. So I want to hear your thoughts on the um, prediction. I'm puzzled on why that would be the case. This is not a the Golden State Warriors are legitimate. Yeah, they they're, are legitimate. But I'm also the Boston Celtics defense is legitimate. Unfortunately, uh, Boston Boston has Boston has kind of run similar setup as uh, Phoenix Suns had last year, where every round they ran into a team that had debilitating injuries, and they still were taken to seven games. You gotta look at those matchups, man. They've got a lot of tall wings they can throw out at all those guards that they have in Golden State. True, true. But I think Golden State has, and and Steph Curry specifically has a a bone to pick with a, a certain legacy. I hope and, so. And the Warriors have youth. They have athleticism. They have shooters. They have the second best defense in the league. Unless there's a major injury to one of the big three. I I don't think the Boston Celtics have a chance to win the series. Uh, I've made it clear that I love the Celtics players. I like Tatum. I like Brown. I like Smart. I like Udoka as a coach. I thought they turned it on like no team I've seen recently, just not doing well, not fitting well. Then all of a sudden, they kind of manned up, as Byron Scott used to say. They have the NBA's best record since the start of the and year. And they, 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 they manned up. Yeah. There's a lot of respect to that. And I, I'm, I'm a little biased, too, you know, watching Tatum wearing Celtic green and then seeing a purple 24 on his forearm. Oh, that was weird. I know, but that was a, that again, that's, it's just difficult to not cheer for some of our karma, man. It's, it's difficult to not cheer for that guy. It's difficult not to cheer for Jalen Brown. These just look at their uniforms enough. I, that's the thing is that it's, you're cheering for them, but you're, that you're wearing that turd green it's shirt. It's a level of respect. It's a level of respect. Yes. But it, again, it comes down to this. You can respect Lakers. them, but you don't have to cheer for them. Right. We're Lakers fans. I, I, I find it treasonous for any Laker fan to consider cheering for the Celtics. The only time I cheered for the Celtics is to get to the finals so that the Lakers could whip them. That was the only time that I ever cheered. And I only got that. I only got that once, well, truly I'm, I'm, yeah. once. My heart is with the Golden State Warriors in seven. You know, my head is still trying to tell me, you know what, that deep Boston defense is really tough, uh, you know, but. It's thought- tough, but I, I, I don't, I saw a limp, a, 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 a messed up Miami team score against them. I don't, I don't think if, if, if Golden State is focused and, there aren't any injuries. I don't know if this is going to go that long. Well, give me your thoughts. What? Give me a number. Give me a number. I, I'm going to say in five if there's no issues with injuries. Oh. I'm going to say Golden State in five. There you go. Very, very, very uh, here out there. Very good choice indeed. Uh, believe me, I'm hoping you're right on that. And I want to make a special comment here on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the kind of player that every team would love to have. A player that is good, sometimes very good during the regular season that actually steps up his game in the playoffs. And you don't get as many players 
I mean, we talk about the Harns. We talk about other players that don't step up their games in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler, I mean, I'll tell you what, that kid, you know, you got to root for him at some point in time because he he's just – you saw what he did in the bubble against the Lakers and how he tried to put the team on his back and he tried to do it again. He almost did. Had he hit that three-point shot, he would have. So, yeah, all props to Jimmy Butler. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, you get your two cents in. It is the Warriors versus the dreaded Celtics. Again, I'm rooting hard for the, the Warriors. Hopefully they will go ahead and find a way to win. But that defense at times can be tough. Turnovers, I think, is going to be a key. Injuries is going to be a key. Uh, can they go ahead and make sure to stay on the floor as far as Golden State? Will there be a size issue with rebounding, things of that nature? All these things to consider. But in the end, who do you have and how many games? Warriors in five. Okay, so you guys are, are pretty much out there with the gentleman. Yeah, listen, I watched a lot of. I watch a lot. I live in Northern California, so I watch a lot of, a lot of uh, Warriors basketball, and and I love the way they play. Um, I also love the way that um, the culture that that I attribute entirely to to their three superstars: Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and and Draymond, Draymond Green. I mean, everybody talks about Miami's culture. Miami's culture is nothing compared to the Warriors' culture. Look at what's happening with the Warriors. Look at how Gordon Poole has advanced. Look how good uh, I, every player on that team. They they the the way that Wiggins is playing right now. He is a he is a defensive stopper, man. They're putting him on the best player on the other team. Um, this is not going to be close. This, this is, is going to be this is, a wipe. This is this is Steve Kerr bringing in Antonio Spurs culture with Steph Curry being a star of a Tim Duncan in terms of team-oriented basketball. Klay Thompson is the Manu Ginobili of this team. And then you can say that Dray, <laughs> Draymond well, Green is... But Steph, Steph has more gravity as a shooter than any player in NBA history. Watching the games, you will see three or four people when he goes around the screen, three or four people are covering him. No wonder these guys have got open shots and open lanes to attack. I mean, he's he's a shooter that you cannot leave alone, period, ever. And he and has something... One guy in the league who's constantly moving. And he has something to play for. Yeah, uh, he's never Curry, won an MVP. He... He needs he needs to get that Finals MVP, and now talk is yeah. he's going to surpass this. You know where this media obsessed best ever bullcrap is so tiring. It's a lot of the reasons why I don't watch very much of the TV stuff anymore because that's all they talk about. The, is 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 Steph Curry going to surpass LeBron? Is he better than yeah, Durant? I'm just. It's going to be hard to catch him right now it, because it, 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 they're, they're going to be in the way of the Lakers the rest of this decade. We're going to have to go through Golden State. This summer, they're going to trade some of these picks and some of these players that they're – they've got Kaminga and, and they've got so many opportunities to improve the club. And, and Thompson will be back for a second year. I mean, the Lakers – the Lakers' best chance to win a championship would win number 18. That was this year. We kissed mm -hmm. that off. 
our best chance in the decade is next year. All right. Well, so there you have it right there for you. Both guys pick the Warriors in five. I'm going to go in, finalize, and say, you know what? I will pick the Warriors in seven. Just be on the safe side. I'm hoping that it will go ahead and be a lot shorter, be a lot quicker, make me less nervous, because I do not want the Celtics to win. Change mine to a sweep. I have to <laughs> that you're seven. I say uh, it's going to be a sweep. All right. Well, you know me, I get a little nervous with those type of things. But it is the Lakers fast break. You know what? Mahalo. Appreciate everyone for joining us tonight on for the Lakers fast break. We've got another episode coming up on Tuesday. So check that out. This Laker Tom and I answering your questions that you've given us a shout out on YouTube. A big shout out again to YouTube. We have already now qualified for over 5,000 listening hours have already been on the channel. So you know what? Thank you so much for that. All we need is subscribers. So go ahead. If you haven't followed us already, please go ahead and become a subscriber today because it will help us out immensely and we truly appreciate it. But it is Lakers Fast Break. We will be back again next week, next Tuesday. We've got another episode for you. Plus, I will be back on vacation. Go ahead and make sure we talk about more Lakers going on in the NBA Finals. Got the NBA Draft coming up. I have more coverage of that. We've got free agency and all that good stuff because it never stops with all the news and information. Aloha from all of us at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.